This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome back to the Hulkcast for a special edition today as we enter a new era of Aston Villa Football Club. The dawn of Unai Emery is soon arising and to help not only you but our listeners as well understand what to expect from the Spaniard, I am joined by Jason from Football 365 and the AFC Newsroom to talk through and dissect his managerial career, including his previous 18 months in the Premier League. How are you, Jason? Yeah, I'm not bad. Thanks for having me on. How are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm not bad either. Um, so let's get straight into it. Obviously, Unai was appointed at the time of recording yesterday evening. Um, mate, it's been confirmed that he will join on the 1st of November. Obviously, you had him at a spell of your club for 18 months. How would you sum up Unai Emery as a manager? I think he is very well suited to knockout football, as you've seen in his first season with Arsenal, getting them to the final of the Europa League. And as well, winning it, I think, three times with Sevilla and with Villarreal, yeah. which And the semi-finals of the Champions League with Villarreal, yeah, which is just brilliant for for him and for Villarreal, which are a team that don't belong in the semi-final of the Champions League, really. But, um, yeah, he's quite um, he's a very pragmatic manager. He's quite similar to maybe Rafa Benitez in that sort of way. That he he's definitely builds from the back, wants the team to be sound defensively, very structured, compact, and he definitely he likes the use of his fullbacks. I think they're quite a big part of his his game, and that could potentially suit Villa. To be fair, because I think going forward, certainly Dini and Cash are um, quite good players. And when he was with Arsenal, he was dealing with Bellerin, who was regressing a bit, and Kalasinac, who wasn't really a very a very good player for Arsenal, but. I think, like I say, he's, I would maybe compare him a bit to Benitez in the fact that he's very um, pragmatic sort of manager. I mean, looking at his his managerial record and what he's achieved, just browsing over it here, obviously three Europa Leagues in a row with Sevilla. He qualified for the Champions League with Valencia despite selling his key stars that summer in David Villa and David Silva. He won the Coupe de France, Coupe de la Liga and the Trophy des Champions in his first season with PSG before later retaining all three cups and adding the league after that. Why didn't it work out at Arsenal? I honestly put a lot of it down to everything that was sort of being said about him. I think the supporters handed him out, didn't really take to him to begin with. I think the media were pretty horrible with him, to be honest. Like, the this guy's come over, he's a Spanish manager, he's never managed in England before, he's come over and, like, he gets relentlessly mocked for, like how he's speaking and stuff like the good evening stuff that everyone jokes about. Like he's coming over and learning a new language and sort of getting ridiculed. And I think, I just, I just don't think that, I think maybe the job was a bit too big for him. Perhaps, you know, the first, I think the first manager after Wenger was a bit like Moyes after Sir Alex at Manchester United, that 
I just don't think any manager was really destined to be a success succeeded Wenger, especially because the club was quite toxic at that time. And it's only really stopped being toxic probably in the last year under Mikel Arteta. I, I just think that it was maybe a bit bit too too big of a job to replace Wenger. And it just didn't really work out because the fans didn't take to him being very persistent with his playing out from the back, which caught us out many a time. And then, yeah, there were certain games where it was quite difficult to watch. And like playing Huddersfield at home, for example, and playing like two DMs and five at the back. Like it was a bit like fans were just, I don't know. I think Arsenal fans were expecting a bit too much from him. And in fairness, in the first season, he got got 70 points in the Premier League, which would have finished third the season after, the two seasons after that, sorry. Not last season, it would have been fifth. But yes, I, I think looking back, he was. I just think he was maybe a bit harshly treated by, by fans because the Arsenal fan base is like is easily criticised. They've been quite poor in recent years, but it's, it's definitely better in a better atmosphere now. But I just think that it was a toxic environment all around for Emery and it was difficult for him to really be a success. It's widely known that one of the main reasons we went for him is because he favours that 4-2-3-1 formation. Um, however, after doing a bit of research myself, it's also shown that he can move to a 4-4-2 and he even used a 4-3-3 at times with PSG with the main emphasis being on his central midfielders attacking. One of the main criticisms that Villa fans had of Steven Gerrard is that he wasn't perhaps fluid enough. So if things weren't going his way, he'd stick to what he knew. He'd stick to his rigid formations and that that wouldn't change playing players out of form, playing players out of position. Would you say that Unai Emery is different in, in that aspect? I would say so, yeah. He's definitely more adaptable than Steven Gerrard. And I also, coming from Scotland, I follow Rangers as well. So I, I have a bit of sort of knowledge on Gerrard. And what you were saying was sort of bringing me back to when he was at Rangers because he was quite reluctant to change his ways, wasn't he? He would stick with the same players and the same formations. And sometimes it didn't really benefit the, the team, which is obviously what happened with Aston Villa. But I think, yeah, thinking back to what in the Champions League last season with Villarreal, I think they played quite a rigid 4-4-2 and obviously knocked out Juventus and Bayern Munich. And then um, they, were, they were okay against Liverpool. But I think, yeah, I would definitely say that he's more adaptable and he's, he's clearly a better and more accomplished player um, coach than Steven Gerrard isn't he he's still quite early in his career and I think that perhaps the sort of difficult spell he had at Arsenal could be a benefit for Aston Villa to be honest because he's already had a taste of the Premier League and he's coming back with with a vengeance as well like he'll be determined to show that he's a top class manager in in England and I think that yeah like like, to go back to your question he's definitely a a more adaptable coach than, than Gerrard and you'll see a variety of formations instead of the sort of what Steven Gerrard would go for every every week. Staying on the topic of Steven Gerrard, again, another thing that Villa fans didn't like is perhaps how he criticised his players publicly when we didn't get the result that maybe he was expecting. Um, Now, obviously, Unai Emery has previously worked with Emi Martinez and Callum Chambers at Arsenal. Can you shed some light onto his relationship that he had with players? Is he a good man-manager? Because Villa fans went from Dean Smith, who every single player actively loved, to Steven Gerrard, who perhaps is less in that side of the camp. Where would you put Emery within that? It's an interesting question. I don't really think that he was... Because it's hard to know, like, not being 
in the training ground and seeing the the sessions and the relationship like firsthand. But I feel like it wasn't the strongest relationship with the players. But you could also say that the toxic fan base and media, it wasn't the best squad of personnel. So it's quite hard to judge from his time at Arsenal. I mean, the proof's in the pudding, isn't it? Like Arteta's shipped out basically the whole squad s- since then. Can't think. I think Xhaka and Rob Holding are the only two in the squad now that were there at that time. So I think it was difficult to judge. But hearing stories about Gerard and experiencing Emery, I think that that's another thing as well as what we're just speaking about that you'll benefit from. I think that he's going to be stronger in that aspect of Gerard, but it is quite hard to gauge how much better, if I'm being completely honest. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Yeah, that makes complete sense. And just sticking on relationships here. Now, Gerard wasn't actively liked towards the end of his tenure perhaps by Villa fans and I think they were quite vocal in that especially when we lost to Fulham I don't know how much of that you saw now one of the main the Twitter timeline I've seen the Twitter timeline and seen what they were singing yeah that wasn't wasn't ideal yeah now one of the main reasons for that is because Gerard when we won Gerard would come over and clap the whole tent and clap the away fans however Near enough every single time in defeat, he'd be straight down that tunnel. He wouldn't even acknowledge the Villa fans. And I think that was the start of his own downfall. How would you say, now you mentioned the Arsenal fans and how toxic it could be towards Emery. Did Emery have a part to blame in that? Do you think that he is a man that Villa fans can get behind and rally behind? I think he definitely is the sort of manager that you can get behind and rally behind. um, He's very passionate. He's a very, very, very passionate coach. And when initially I remember him at the home games and stuff, he was very like trying to get the fans going, trying to make it a difficult place to come. And yeah, he's just, he is a very passionate manager. And you could see it as well in, um, in his players. There was a, we played Newcastle the way first game of the second season, I think it was. I, I was there that day at St. James's and like Joe Willock put in a, literally put in a slide tackle. And you just see Emery going absolutely crazy on the touchline, like praising them and clapping, and just you you will get the 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 extra mile out of the players, which will can only really make the the fans more vocal and more passionate in the in the stands. And I think that he is definitely the sort of manager that you would that would be able to um, 
get get a good relationship with the fan base. I think because you'll that's what fans want to see, isn't it? It's a bit of a cliche, but they want to see like passion players fighting for the shirt, don't they? Playing for the badge, and he's the sort of manager that will get them doing that. Hundred percent. As a football fan, for me, that's that's all you can ask for, really. If you have that, then you can't really complain. Now, whilst I was doing my digging into Unai. I came across an interview from Arnout Danjuma, who he signed for at Villarreal. And to quote him, he said, um, Unai was the main reason as to why I came to Villarreal. His vision, his plan. I can't explain to you in words how good he is in terms of strategy, making his players better. He's been massive for me. And that was courtesy of an interview with the brilliant Louis Miguel Eshigaray. Um Sticking with transfers, how how was he in the transfer market for Arsenal? Was he successful? Because it's come out that he will have significant funds in January and also next summer from Villa's owners. Um, how did he utilise that experience at Arsenal? I'm just trying to think of the sort of players he brought in. I think he, brought, I think he was the manager who signed William Saliba and Matteo Guendouzi. But other than that, I think he went for quite experienced players. So I think the mentality at the time where he came in was to get Arsenal back into the Champions League as soon as possible. And there were one game away from doing so when they lost the Europa League finals. But I think he went for experience in defence. I think Socrates, Lick Steiner, they came in. So, but it was there wasn't a clear sort of philosophy given the fact that Saliba and Guendouzi came in. Just trying to think. I think Aubameyang was signed by Arsenal. It was his last signing. Um, but I think he was probably going for the right players for where he wanted Arsenal to be in terms of signing, signing um, like Licksteiner and Socrates and Guendouzi because they all came into the team barring Licksteiner, who was a hand who was supposed to be a good backup at the time, but he wasn't very good. Um, Kieran Tierney, I think he was another one as well. So yeah, he was. Um, he, he definitely brought in the sort of yeah the right idea but it didn't so much come to fruition because well Gwen Doozy was brilliant but he had the attitude problems but I think his transfers sort of did make sense at the time but just didn't really work out which I don't know could, would you say that, that that could be said for for a lot of the Villa signings like Danny Ings or Buendia do you think that that's quite similar that they looked very promising but haven't sort of been great yeah I mean there's definitely an aspect of that especially with um We've had two signings this season, Bubakar Kamara and Diego Carlos, who have both had really bad injuries really short into their reign at Villa Park. So I, I can completely understand that sometimes you sign what looks to be the right player and for some reason it doesn't work out to begin with. Um, hopefully Kamara, who's back in training today, will be able to kick on now after his injury. Um, now, lastly... The last question I have for you, obviously Villa spent six million euros to activate his release clause. And for me, that seems like a really good deal because when you look at signing players, if Villa signs someone for six million euros, you don't think that they're going to be a key player in their strategy. Whereas a manager has the ability to override all of that. So for such little fees, I believe that that could completely turn our season around. From what you've seen at him, obviously in his eighteen months reign, what do you believe as an outside fan that he can achieve with Aston Villa? Well, as I said earlier, he's a good knockout manager. So, um, are you you're in the Carabao Cup still, aren't you? Yeah, it's not out of the realms of possibility to win that genuinely. And 
obviously it's coming before the World Cup, so the sort of new manager bounce type thing might not come into effect for that. But who have you got in the next round of the, the current record? Man United away. Ah, okay. Well, I mean, <laughs> possibly. I mean, you never know. You've got to beat those sort of I like your optimism. There, yeah, I mean, you've got to beat those sort of teams to get there, so you never know. But uh, no, yeah, I think a cup would not be out of the question. And given the money you've spent on the playing squad, obviously, as you said, €6 million Euros is a bargain, really, isn't it, for a manager of that pedigree, four times European, uh, European League champion then. Potentially, he could sneak you into Conference League at some point, perhaps. that Well, then you'll get that, won't you, if you win a cup? So, who knows? I mean, I think top half for you, you've got a good squad. I think that he can definitely get you there this season, possibly, because there's quite a few inconsistent teams. Like I fancied Brighton and Palace to do really well, and they're struggling. So, it's almost as if um, sort of top five or six are miles ahead of them, isn't it? So yeah, you never know. I mean, seventh is probably a bit out, a bit of a question this year, but I do I do fancy him to to do quite well. And the cops haven't seen him have success. Obviously, it's in Europe, but haven't seen him do so well with underdogs in Villarreal and Sevilla. Yeah, I wouldn't be um wouldn't be too surprised to see us perhaps lift the car. Maybe not with my United way, but Carabao Copper FA Cup. I wouldn't be too surprised. I like that. I like the sound of that. And I think Villa fans would also like the sound of that because I, for one, would bite your hand off for a Carabao (laughs) Cup at this moment in time. Well, it looks like we're running out of time for this episode. So I think that's a good place to wrap things up. Again, a massive thank you to Jason for enhancing our insight into the ins and outs of Unai Emery. I personally really look forward to his reign inside the dugout at B6. As always, make sure to follow our guest at JB Suter on Twitter. Make sure to follow us on Twitter if you haven't already at 7500 to halt. And even our new man at Unai Emery underscore if you want to. I've been Sebastian Bacon and thank you for listening. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.,